Welcome to Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. Welcome to episode 11 of Phantom Faction Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm John. And I'm Tony. All right. Where's Big Dan? Big Dan is on a beach in, <laughs> in Portugal, and he's been sending me pictures showing me how good of a time he's having. Uh, so, Tony, thank you so much for uh, filling in. Actually, through our Facebook page, a message just uh, asking us to maybe explain some of the terms that we use, some of the equipment that we use. Um, and thank you, Chris, for, for mentioning that to us, because we'll go ahead and we'll talk about ship which people might think, what are they talking about, ship? Yeah, so we don't have a boat. Right. That's right. Yeah. We don't have a boat. Explain to us what uh, ship stands for, first of all. Ahoy. <laughs> <laughs> ship. Um, S-H-I-P. Strange Happenings, Investigators of the Paranormal. Right. It, this was um, created by uh, one of our members, uh, uh, Mike uh, Coupling. Right, uh, right. He created it, and I thought it was a pretty catchy t- uh, title, and we st- uh, stick with it. Uh, again, we're just a paranormal group uh, consisting of uh, six people, and we uh, go to different places. Uh, we investigate houses, uh, buildings, barns, farms, you name it. Right. If you think you got a ghost, uh, right, we will gladly go there and, and investigate it. Onto it, and we will again uh, right, give you a uh, readout of what we find, any evidence uh, presented, and um, hopefully, right, we get to prove that to people that uh, they're not going a little bit uh, crazy. Some of these people that are listeners out there are new to the paranormal or they're just uh, getting into it. So I think this show we're going to uh, certainly explain a lot of things that a uh, ship would do on an investigation. And in fact, Tony, you have uh, wired this place up. Yes, right. I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> with yeah. with equipment, uh, maybe you can explain uh, what you've set up here. Yeah, we got a couple of K two meters out there. Uh, K two meter ray was a device that was um, originally uh, right, uh, invented to measure uh, electronic uh, magnetic field coming off a microwave. So if you have a K two meter, you go up to your uh, microwave. Uh, when it's uh, even when it's not uh, working, it will register how much radiation is giving off. Mm-hmm. When you turn it on, it will in- increase. So we take this uh, meter, we walk around uh, the house, uh, the building, wherever we're at, to look for any type of electronic magnetic field that is uh, that should not be there. Right. So if you're in a barn, then there's no uh, wiring, there's no electrical fields whatsoever, right? Uh, there, and we get a we jump on the meter box, we will mark it and say, we're getting some in the middle of the barn. Right, I'm getting uh, right, a uh, green, red, orange, right type of uh, reading from it. And next time we come back, right, we get the same thing. We know there's something at that reason there, that that meter is going off at that location. Now, again, it could be something simple as a magnetic field right, created by a cable underneath the ground or a wire in the wall, right? right? And uh, but that will we will identify that as the night goes on. So whenever we're walking through a house, we say right uh, K2 meter right jumped here right. We record it, and when we come back, right, we get it again. We know there's something. We also find that sometimes, right, people, right, who are having uh, strange dreams or, right, having seen spirits or, or something like uh, feeling strange sort of thing, like feeling like being watched, and we take the K2 meter to their location, 
we have found like a, one instance where a, a kid was seeing things and behind his wall on the other side and the outside right was the meter right mm -hmm. for right for the electrical meter for the house right and the k2 meter was just going way out of scale right. saying yeah this, now we know why take the kid's bed headboard and put it to another location right onto it yep. uh so also i got a recorder going out there right uh, recording anything that we uh, may not hear um i have uh, a very sensitive uh, recorder and uh, what i do uh, it will recapture anything that we can't hear by the ear so a recorder is a non-biased device mm -hmm. that will record and it will um, right, uh, rec uh, we'll go back later I use a software called Audacity and I play it back and if I'm lucky I may be able to capture something the spirit saying something or making a noise onto it uh, next item that we uh, use uh, right is a what's known as a millimeter millimeter is something similar to a k2 meter but more sophisticated this one comes with a uh, a thermal um, thermometer into it and it could register right uh, again EMF right at a different frequency so we're able to switch frequencies right onto it and uh, hopefully it will give us a reading a digital reading not like uh, the k2 meter right will just give us right you know yeah green red orange yeah this one gives a reading uh, under we have been to places right where it's jumped up to 14.1 uh, right you know which is pretty high mm -hmm. right I've been to places where it's been a constant 2.0 where right. everything here right now is registering as you can see zero mm -hmm. right now yeah. so if some spirit was was to walk by touch the antenna or come close to it right it should uh, register there's some kind of electronic magnetic field happening mm -hmm. the belief system out there I should explain that, that uh, we as humans we're basically a battery onto it right and when we die right right the body is left into the ground but the soul which is pure energy leaves mm -hmm. and carries on so it could travel to uh, amongst the dimensions through other right walls you know buildings wherever they want to go but when they come close to these devices right it registered now is it a, a true measuring stick no it only tells us there's something strange happening I like that word strange <laughs> happening, right, at this time yeah. at this location so again right you know with that evidence of a k2 meter going off with uh, if you get electronic voice phenomenon right or even human factor right saying you know what i feel something right alongside me and we say it out loud, it's captured on the recorder, right? And if you get something, if we're lucky to get like an AVP, which is electronic voice phenomenon, there you go. right? To say something like, it's me, right? Right? You know, that'd be fantastic. We tie it all together in a nice little knot and say, hey, something is weird just happened there. Mm -hmm. um, another item I have on here, right, is called a hunting, it's like a hunting camera. Yep. Right, everybody you know takes who hunts, right? Have one of these things, put it out. Trail what, cams. Yeah. Trail yeah. cams, see yeah. who comes by, right? But we also do it for hunting too. We set it up into a location where we can't um, get to remotely, and we set it up to uh, take pictures or to record, and we review the data later onto it. Uh, next one again, I have a what's uh, like a thermal uh, meter, right? The Black and Decker is called thermal uh, leak detector. Basically, right, uh, we take this on our investigations. If somebody says uh, out there that uh, I feel cold, right, we will hit the button. And it will come on, and you can see like it changes colors, right? As you do right with humans, right? See that? Oh, yes, right. When, red, yeah, red, when it's pointed right. at my arm, yeah, when, it's like a red dot onto it. You point at the wall here, it is now turned so it's cooler, it's cooler, it, yeah, yeah, hotter yep. is red onto it, and it will give you the temperature at the same time. A digital, mm -hmm. so if somebody turns around and says, Right, I, I got something, I'm, I'm engulfed with the uh, coal, 
we have a feeling or there's, there's a cold breeze coming here, we take this thing out and we point at it where, where it's at. And if there's a difference in temperature, we again, we record it saying, okay, there was a cold spot was there. Now, even better, right, if the cold spot goes away. That's right, exactly. So we have to sit down and investigate, figure out, is there air conditioning on? Is there a window open? Right, you know, is the refrigerator door? Or is it right, you know, near you, yep. right? Or is there a portal open to another dimension? <laughs> yep. So basically, everything you're doing is looking for ways to debunk. debunk and then when you can't debunk it, yeah. you've got some things that have kind of shown something that shouldn't perhaps be there, right? Correct. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Correct. Um, the other item I have uh, right here is a phantom light uh, video camera. Basically, right, it uses uh, right, a phantom light and an infrared light. And records uh, onto it, so it's a full spectrum camera. Hmm. So we use this, so we set it up, we let it run for a bit, and at some locations, somebody says, "I always see something in that corner of the the, the building or the corner of the room." Mm -hmm. We will show in the camera and every record for you know 15 minutes to, to an hour, and we go back and review it. Hopefully, right with the infrared light and also with the phantom light, right, we'll capture something. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I've been using this thing for a number of years. The only thing I ever captured was uh, out in Stouffville in the museum. They, they had a, um, a schoolhouse there, and I had the camera running, and I got this weird, it looked like a little plasma, right, spinning, spiring around, oh. and went right by, and the whole night was there. The camera was working, right, never had this before, never had it since, but it was uh, it was really interesting, right, you know, he got that thing, this tub tumbling, Right around. And like a plasma. And, pla and there was no oh, air conditioning okay. in this old school. There was yeah. no windows open. Right, mm -hmm. The door was closed. All of a sudden, this, this thing appeared out of nowhere and spell right in front of the camera. So once in a while, we do capture something on this. Yeah. Right. So that would be um, infrared is more or less helps you see in the dark. Is that correct? Yeah, it helps you see in the dark. Okay. Quite and correct. what is phantom light then? Uh, phantom light is basically right, uh, it's a multi-violet uh, 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 Right, lights system, right from uh, high range to low range. What happens, uh, right? Remember in school, right? You used to get the prism or little thing and shine it with the light right. onto a wall. You got the different rainbow colors. Yeah. Right. To the left and to the right of what you see, there's actually still more colors. But right. the human eye spectrum, can only, yeah. yeah, yeah, full spectrum, right? And 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 the the eye only captures so much of it. Of it. So same goes, right? Sometimes when you see something in your peripheral vision, like you just removed there, mm -hmm. in your peripheral vision, mm -hmm. right? That's what's happening, right? You're seeing something outside that prism of light. Right. So basically what happens, right? Um, there's a, like a little negative uh, filter on the, on the lens. They take it off, right? And uh, mm -hmm. so you got full exposure. If you take a normal picture without anything, it looked like it'd be almost like a black and white type of picture. Uh, to it looked a little fuzzy. Mm -hmm. But with the phantom light and infrared light together, right, it enhances right what's out there but right? we can't see with the naked eye right right and the camera will capture it yeah so it's, it's really it's a really good device I've read, right most paranormal groups have it right really recommend that you uh, get one for your group and this also verifies one of Dan's statements on the pod that Tony's the one with all the toys right so <laughs> as you're hearing Tony's got all the toys so if he you're does. a ghost the guy he's gonna find it because he's got everything yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. I got toys yes I do uh, another one I have what's called a um, Electrograph magnetic uh, radiation detector. It's not like a, a guide or counter or anything like that, but everything gives off radiation, right? Basically, onto it, right? Uh, we humans, uh, right? The computer, uh, the table, everything, onto it. So this thing, right? Uh, if the radiation uh, levels, uh, right, are higher, right, it will go off. Now we use this place at your house. 
John, right? We use this place at, mm-hmm. at your house, and we're, we come across a uh, set of golf clubs. Yeah, I remember that. That's in right. the bedroom, and this yeah. thing went off scale. It was one way off scale. It was reading over fourteen hundred, right? Uh, uh, and there was there was no electrical sources near it. Right, none. There was none. Um, and then you also use that on that old book in my house. A little red book, a little red yep. book. Sitting little, on... Yeah, the one that John Christian said he couldn't find no more. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And right. and uh, that went off the chart then. And even when you were asking questions, we'd get fluctuations in the reading. Absolutely. That really blew me that, away. That, like, yeah, is is this your book? Does it belong? And there would be like almost like a yes and no kind of thing. Right. Yeah, it was really cool. And th- th- again, that book is not like... It's not like it's an electrical panel. Mm-hmm. It was sitting on a... A headboard that my daughter didn't want and was in a room down in the basement there was nothing near it at all just in the middle of the room right that was that was kind of cool. and with that device we were able to pinpoint that specific object right on the, the bookcase right was it was uh, given off a reading yeah now even though the k2 meter wasn't picking it up uh the mill meter was not picking it up right but the uh, electromagnetic radiation detector right did pick it up yeah and it's funny yeah. thing, but a week later we came back and did an investigation. I was so excited. I wanted to show everybody, look what we're going to find. Yep. Nothing. Nothing no, there. Not That's a right. thing. Not, yeah. Right? I even changed the batteries out. It's okay. Something wrong with it, but not yeah. a thing. You know, and it was this, this blue, I mean, blue is a, blue is a walk away. Or, you know, yeah. And now. you even, I remember you moved the objects to different locations. It did. Just with to make sure. Clubs. Yeah. You remember you the threw them, clubs? you put it on the bed, bed yeah. and the reading didn't change. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then we went back again, and I don't think you had anything on the golf clubs either. It was almost like the spirits that had something to identify with those weren't there that day, yeah. you know, or, or, was, or stayed in the background. It was really, really yeah. strange. Uh, another thing, a uh, device I use is uh, my uh, personal laptop. I um, bring up Audacity, right? I use that all the time, right, to listen to uh, recordings. At the same time, right, I will uh, play during investigations. I will do a, a three-minute or a five-minute uh, burst right onto it, and I play back and hoping to get, right, answer any type of questions that, that we have in place. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's really good. We have captured uh, EVPs, and it's good to have feedback right away, right to to, to the client or even to us, right? Say, you know, mm-hmm. you know who's here. So th- that's really neat. Uh, go ahead. You mentioned to me uh, one time, uh, and I'm I'm pretty sure it was you, but uh, you had a uh, thermometer, uh, a hand like a digital thermometer and you had mentioned to me when the spirit comes around things get cold it and did. you saw this meter drop to a temperature it did, it did. and then rebuild back up that must have been something that's because that just doesn't happen in a in a building where it just kind of drops it happened a few times right during investigations right you know you're trying to figure out right you know you're comfortable right mm-hmm. all of a sudden right you know the the temperature start dropping you're trying to figure out why and when you bring out uh, these uh, thermals, uh, right, uh, thermometers, right, to figure out what's going on, and you can watch it dropping, mm-hmm. right, it's pretty good. Uh, the, even, even the millimeter has a, uh, a thermal, uh, right, and they're a digital one. Mm-hmm. We've had that dropped, uh, right. Right, yeah, it even says on it, uh, temperature probe there, too, so. Yeah, it's, it's really neat when that, that happens. on the, But I've been in places where it's uh, been ice cold, mm-hmm. right, and then again, I've been in places where it all of a sudden got really hot. Yeah, uh, the place that uh, we did investigation in Guelph one time, right? Uh, I was in a room uh, fixing a bed I broke, <coughs> sitting on it, <laughs> right? And uh, wasn't doing much labor, mostly thinking about it. it was easy fix for me, right? Uh, with, with tools, and uh, I was only in the room, and all of a sudden the whole room got uh, super hot. It got to the point that right, I really thought I was going to pass out, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the other team members, team, other team members came in. I mentioned to them, and uh, they took over the task. 
And a couple minutes later, they walk out and said, uh, "Don't know what you're talking about. It's not it's not hot in there." Yeah. Right. And as soon as I walk out of the room, right, my body temperature went back to normal. Right. But, but it was just like something like somebody's just pouring, like like had a big beam laid on me. Right. I was just like instant hot. Yeah, because yeah. I actually remember I phoned you about that um, because I I was familiar with the cold. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that sometimes spirits or entities or whatever you want, whoever's doing it could make a room. Because remember I told my basement's the coldest place in my house. Sure. And it was winter time and we have the heat focus upstairs because, you know, that's where we are. And I walked down the stairs so it should be the coldest place. In the, and I walked through and it was like you walked through an area about six feet long. And it was like I went through a sauna and the other side was cold. And there's no sources of heat. And I remember I, I texted you because that happened. And that really blew me away. And then whatever I had to do in the room, I went back and I walked to the same spot and it was nothing. It was like something manifested there. Right. Kind of here's what I can do or whatever. And that blew me away. And this was wintertime. And like I said, my basement's really cold. That We have minimal heat down there because we have an electric furnace, so we don't want the hydro bill. And that really, I didn't know they could make things warm. That was my first experience with that. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. about warm either. I knew oh, yeah. they hot. could make it, yeah. Hot. Yeah. It, 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 but it yeah. would make sense if their energy. Yeah, they're, and so. some people believe that when they're trying to manifest themselves, yeah. right, you know, uh, they, they draw all the energy around them and it sort of, right, you know, um, created the moving of uh, molecules and, right, so you're creating, uh, right, uh, movement of air mm-hmm. onto it and you get a cool movement front in there. And I experienced it right a number of times, right? You know, throughout the investigation. So it's not new for me, but I still find it very intriguing when oh, that gosh, happens. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, trying everybody to say, okay, why is this place getting cold? Yeah. <laughs> so something very important to bring along on an investigation is extra batteries. Absolutely, spirits can uh, draw energy from uh, batteries. Absolutely, we have had a number of times, right? Our instruments, right, have gone uh, dead. All right, just drain, drain completely of energy. We had to change the batteries on onto it during investigation. And I know I'll put fresh batteries in, right, out of the package and put in there and they get drained. And it was really funny when you go home, right, mm-hmm. you put a meter to the, the, the batteries and they're, they're pretty well new. Yeah. Right. And all of a sudden, like, you know, it's like, what? Why, what caused it all of a sudden to drain? And you put a, you snap a fresh battery in there, right, the instrument works great, right. And again, you go home, you look at it and say, why? Right. What cause? Why? Why is it still alive? Right. You know. Why is the battery still good now? Yeah. But at the time, something was just drawing, right. You know. This just taking the voltage right, right, right out of that battery. So yeah, we do take extra batteries with us at all times. Right. You never know when, mm-hmm. when the spirit may be hungry. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. And I've heard that word a number of times during investigation with EVPs. Mm-hmm. Spirit saying, right, hungry. Right. Right. And I tell you, that's. When I hear when I hear uh, right a human tells me they're right they're hungry right you know okay we got to give them food but you know so we sort of wonder what does a ghost uh, right eat us right yeah energy yeah. energy that's right, right? Exactly. so sometimes right if you out there right taking you got spirits first thing we like to ask you is right how is your power bill right right how is it is higher than normal mm-hmm. right there's got to be a reason for that right you know what I mean if you've been living in a house for five years and you got spirit activity and your electrical bill has gone up. Well, to, get, you know, to mention that, before I'd called you to come and do the home, the rental property, we had a hydro bill in our home that actually was $1,000 one month. Hmm. $1,000. My better yeah. half can verify. We almost had a stroke. Like, that. that's more than our mortgage. That's more than a grow-up. Yeah, not and we don't have things, a grow-up. <laughs> just, to, just to let you know, we don't have a grow-up. No. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's amazing. I've even had my cell phone, which has 82% power one time. 
and go back to it and to do something. And I think it was to communicate with Dan, mm. and it had it just drained two percent. Yeah, yeah. So I could see that. Those talk about that because that was Tony did some something really neat before the pod. If this was on YouTube, you'd be amazed what was going on. Mm-hmm. I got my hands here. Right, is some uh, dowsing rods. I just got them just recently. I've been walking around with them, right, trying them out. Onto it, they said you could find um, water mm-hmm. in the ground. Some people say they can find graves. I haven't yet to find that one, but I was in your backyard there, John, right? And I right, yeah, that's location, right. They were yeah. One yeah. location. I walked the the yard three times and brought me back to the same location. So something was down there. Not sure what it was. Um, walking to your house, uh, right, uh, with the the rods. My hand by the main window, I got the, they crossed over a number of times, and uh, later um, went outside with uh, the K2 and the millimeter, and I got readings yeah. right by the window. And there's uh, no electrical outlets out there. Nope. But it's sort of, it's again, right, we're using different instruments, different devices, and we're comparing them, matching them up. Mm-hmm. So these dowsing rods, right, you look up on YouTube how people use them, uh, right? Um, it's great. They say that when you uh, cross into an electronic magnetic field, Right, that they will cross mm-hmm. right onto it, right? But I also know that too, if you cross over a water main in your uh, line in your house, they will also cross too. So it's good to know what's in the structure, right, building. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was walking stage here, right, you know, okay, there's literal uh, wiring all throughout here, right? But uh, we had these rods spinning, yeah. right? And it wasn't was me, folks. I mean, <laughs> they were going around in circles. And Danny asked a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you make the rod spin the other way when it was going... And it actually did. It, it did. turned around, yeah. And that was like that was kind of. And cool. you didn't see Tony's hands move at all. And, and you, just... Tony can't manipulate this, so people know. No, yeah. at the end, let me describe. At the end, there, there's little beads, right? Yeah. Uh, and spacers in between. So um, I'm not holding on to the copper wire itself. I'm holding on to the beads, and uh, even yeah, when I squeeze hard, arms even when yeah. I squeeze hard, right? Yeah, it, it, it may hold, right, hold it a little bit in place, but it doesn't permanently hold in place. Yeah. Yeah. And when we were doing a st- on the stage, I did ask the question, right, uh, you know, uh, are the spirits, uh, right, uh, manipulating these rods? Mm-hmm. And then it didn't work after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, right. yeah, it's great. Uh, great article to read on. I, I thought it was really fascinating. Believe it or not, folks, these uh, dowsing rods was used in Vietnam to find, uh, right, uh, Vietcon tunnels, mm-hmm. right, in villages. Right. right. Because a number of times, right, when um, American soldiers will uh, go into a village, and they were right, and all the VC, right, their enemy would be gone, mm-hmm. right. And uh, somebody come along and said, uh, I could find these uh, holes, and uh, they took the Delzing rod out, and they could follow a tunnel trail, right. and had a very successful rate. And so they were training quite a few people in Vietnam, right, mm-hmm. how to use these rods, right, to find mm-hmm. uh, tunnels and uh, enemy. Yep. And you can, you can make your own really out of uh, coat hangers. Yep, I've seen people um, do that before. Yeah, and even there's stuff on YouTube that Sticks. you can make your yeah. own. Sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a story. Uh, when I was younger, uh, used to stay up at my uncle's a lot, and he always he was a willow witcher, I guess you would call him. Mm-hmm. But he would take the willow branches and he'd find water wells for people all in his area. And uh, I decided I wanted to try this, right? And I, I would. He had it all set up there, and he says, if you walk right in the middle of that willow, should bend for you, right? Well, it wasn't working for me. It wasn't working. So he took my hand alongside of me and took my hand and held the willow branch and I held the other and we walked along. And as soon as we hit the middle, and you know what? I've never felt that before where the branch seemed to come alive, right? Where 
where that water well was. It just dipped like yeah, it, like yeah. and bent, and it was like you could feel the energy in that stick. I could not believe it. Like I couldn't get it to work, but as soon as he grabbed my hand. Man, I've never felt anything like Mystic that before. Mystic Power is running the family line, doesn't it? There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he Told was... he's been holding out. <laughs> yeah. And I have, uh, we also have uh, CCTV cameras. I got eight cameras, the high uh, definition mm-hmm. cameras, which uh, put out the uh, location. And uh, it doesn't have no audio, right? But uh, we got cameras. So sometimes if we see something, right, we will, uh, you say, out the, the, right, uh, mark that one. I see something go by the stage. Right. Right. So when I'm listening to the recording, right, I will say, oh, okay, I've seen somebody stage, and then I will go and review uh, right. the uh, video onto it. Right. So Very so, important to mark times on these as absolutely. well. Absolutely, right? especially if your stomach growls, yeah. right, if you, uh, if you make a noise, right, especially when you, when you have quietness, uh, right, it's very important to mark it. Because your stomach sometimes can sound right like a human voice. Yeah, then you spend 20 minutes yeah. listening to a stomach yeah. growl to realize yeah. it's a stomach growl. I keep hearing, later right? on. I keep hearing, feed me, see more. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, to, so it's, you know, that's very important uh, right, to do that. So the, the cameras uh, right, are a great tool to have. Uh, right, you're capturing. Again, today we haven't captured anything. It's right, hard to the, capture video. Yeah, it is very hard. Right, We keep asking to pair the spirits to manifest themselves, but not so lucky so far. Onto it, and um, getting down to the last bit of the the gear, uh, right? I have a, I don't have it here with me. I have a thermal uh, digital uh, device that attached to my uh, phone and or my uh, iPad, uh, right? That to show me the same thing as uh, hot and cold mm-hmm. imaging, right? It's really good, right? Oh, to, yes. So yeah, yeah. so uh, you know, it was, you probably seen the TV, right? You know those uh, infrared uh, red cameras, yeah. right? Basically, right, the thermal cameras, right, work uh, great. Um, when you walk around, you see any hot spots, cold spots, mm-hmm. right? It's it was great to have, especially right if you uh, videotape something, you see something that is blue and which means cold. All of a sudden, it moves. Yeah, we got something there, right. right? Or if we're walking along right a wall, like an old building, right, and there's a spot there with no electrical and it's um, registering cold. Okay, is there a hole there? knows no other what's behind the wall right why is it cold sometimes right you know you find things behind the wall right, right you know right, right that people hide right and those you know mm-hmm. then those that object stands out colder right, right. than, than, than yeah. the house and last but not least i have what's called a ghost box and yeah, people have heard ghost, this before yes yep. right the noisemaker right uh, yeah. uh, we have got comments from the spirits world that saying that they don't like the sound well we don't like the sound either but it's a uh, right now it builds a bridge I use it to build a bridge between this world and the other world, right? The sound. Basically, um, Ghost Box was invented uh, by, I'm bad for names, I do apologize, a guy named Frank, right? Uh, so they call it a Frank Box mm-hmm. out there, right? Uh, a number of devices have been out there since then, right? Been modified. Um, Steve Huff, all right? Uh, right? He's got some great videos out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got his um, magic golden box. Right, that he use. He's also got software out there, right? Uh, SCD1, a spirit communication device one and two, and other type since then. We have used Dan, me and you, mm-hmm. uh, right, to have used it at uh, John's house in Ripley, mm. and uh, we got phenomenal, phenomenal EVPs. We're talking, we're hearing beer. Right, whiskey. They like their drinks. They like the drinks. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, I even ask them, right, you know, uh, would you like a smoke? And uh, I even got a response back, right, uh, right, That's right. right uh, he doesn't have one. Yeah. Right. 
because we none of us smoked right mm-hmm. yeah right on there but uh when we got that um dvp which is direct voice phenomena which is very rare we got we got one there we all heard where um michelle asked the question in the house right uh, who died here and it's clear as day right between me and danny there right you got a voice that says i did yeah yeah and i looked at danny and says did you hear that he says i did i said no did you hear that he says i did I said, he said, I know, I heard, that's what I heard. I did, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was sort yeah. of comical right yeah. there. The three stages would have loved that one. Right? Yeah. You <laughs> should play that for okay, a second. Because we, we talk about it so many times. Yeah, I should explain that. Uh, the system works is that it scans the radio frequency at a high rate. Now, we could change the speed of rate uh, from anywhere uh, on uh, the 50 to 300 uh, megacycles per mm-hmm. second. Yeah. And yeah. also with AM and FM. I can play AM and FM same time. I can play forward and reverse scanning same time. It's a great device, right? Working back and forth onto it. Um, so as probably you, right, uh, you can uh, probably uh, mention that uh, within the radio world, right, there, there's no way that something's scanning that fast, any, even at 50 megaseconds per, you know, per second, right, that you're going to get a complete voice from. Right. No. What what I see is uh, if you're getting a little blip of a station because you've got some strong stations that are coming in. So if you're going to be doing this, say, in a big city, um, you're most likely going to get some powerful radio stations jumping in. You're not going to get full syllable words or no. full sentences. No, never. never we no. have got full sentences off of this. Yes, that's right. And uh, it's it's amazing to me. I because I was a little skeptical at first about using this ghost box, but then it was like, okay, there's something to this because. And even when we did the investigation uh, in Fergus at the museum. Uh, we caught a really good one there. Where oh, they, really good. We played yeah. last time I where was, was on Who here. is yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. who yeah. is who this? Right, yeah. and it was really clear onto it. And uh, we used it there just recently uh, down into um, Confederation Park in Fergus. We were there a couple weekends, uh, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We were there. We were uh, all of us in the woods. Six of us uh, were in the woods together. It was a strange moment. But <laughs> 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 we were in the middle of the woods, and we brought out the ghost box, and we're all gathered around, right, listening, and uh, we got a, a little child a voice saying, "Mama, yeah, Mama, yeah, Mama." Right. right? Yep. It was like it was clear as day. Right? Where would you get this? I mean, there's radio stations around, and yeah. I always uh, put it on, uh, turn the antenna off. I have a little switcher right. to the side. You can look it up online. Uh, PSB11. Uh, this device will tell you all the little gadgets and buttons on there. But I don't turn the antenna on. Right, so I should not be getting no radio station whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, clear as day, right, we got a uh, voice saying, uh, Mama. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's even uh, uh, bags that you can buy or you can wrap it in uh, tinfoil so it doesn't pick up on radio stations. Now, now this one is a, a, a higher level one. Yeah. So, uh, but if you get the cheaper ones, you might want to wrap it in foil and that. So. Even there, the ferret's called yeah. like a ferret cage, right, more or less, right? Yeah. Basically, right, this, you put the middle around it, right, uh, like a... Uh, webbing like a wire meshing yeah right you put around it right you won't get nothing onto it uh, no electrical interference right. onto it yeah um but um for right now we just use it without it but i'm going to play it and i'm going to put it on uh, am fm uh, am forward and backwards uh two different frequencies uh going to be uh going to be 50 in the megahertz and uh, 250 
Now, normally before I turn it on, right, it's like a Ouija board. Because it is an electronic Ouija board. It is. That's yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, say it or not, believe it or not, use them. It is a Ouija board. We're asking spirits to come forth, right, and to help communicate with us. So with this in mind, I always say before I play it, I said, are there any spirits here who wish to communicate? Please use this device to do so. Only good spirits with good intentions are allowed to, right, to come forth. Anything that is malevolent. Uh, uh, I have a time, yeah. time with that word yeah. too. Aluminum, aluminum. Malevolent. Malevolent. If Dan was here, you could help us. Yeah, yeah. malevolent, yeah. right? Uh, spirits here, right? Uh, do not uh, right, uh, come near this or touch it. So, with that in my mind, right, you know, uh, I turn it on. But it gives people an idea what the sound that it makes. Yeah. And then you'll hear a voice come through all that static and buzz. That's the part that's so amazing. Right. Almost sounds like a uh, uh, a train, an old steam engine running down the tracks at quite the pace, really. But that would be the, the same basis as white noise. That's right, exactly. You know, exactly. And, and communications through white noise. Yeah, so we'll run it for a bit and just see if something speaks to us here. Is yeah. it too loud? How's it no, it's, yeah. it's coming through all right. It's not too annoying for the, the listener out there. So. so we have a device here, right, where you ask the spirits to come forth. Right, to uh, use this device right, to communicate with us. It will not hurt you. Right. It's, it's almost like a telephone. It's almost like a telephone. That's Basically, right. Right, use the energy, touch the device. Please use it. Don't be shy, come forth and talk. John, we've also had a, a K2 going over there that you've been keeping your eye on. Has, has and, it went and it, it's, it's spiked at least twice. Twice? Twice. And then... Once when Tony and Danny were talking, I walked away to the stairs off to the side of the stage because I saw the little boy go down the stairs. Is that right? I no. saw him. And, he, and again, like you described, he was a flash. Right. Um, but I was too late. He was gone. So maybe that little boy, if you want to say your name, if you're here. Can you tell us your name? Common to ask questions then when you absolutely uh, yeah. and maybe somebody uh, who was um, with Tony when he's using the dowsing rods on the stage and making them spin. Are you here? Tell you what, we'll uh, take a bit of a break here. But yeah, and then maybe we'll talk about some uh, ghost slash alien aliens. Yes, that's yes. that's coming up. Stick around. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to Phantom Faction Podcast. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com. Here's your trio of hosts, Dan, John, and Danny. Welcome back to Phantom Faction Podcast, episode 11. And we've got uh, Tony with us, who just went through a, a number of our uh, of equipment that's used. And, uh, well, we turned on the ghost box didn't really capture too much no, it was pretty at quiet. this point, but it was pretty uh, quiet. we will review the the recording, the digital recording that we have. So, yeah. Yep, because so, sometimes, right, what we don't hear, right, uh, with the ghost box, right, uh, there could be something uh, EVP being played. That's right. Right, onto it. So uh, it'd be pretty interesting to see what we uh, may have captured. And if I get anything, I will definitely right, pass it on to you guys to uh, play later on. Sounds good. That sounds great. John, uh, interesting story you were passing along uh, a little earlier on 
Uh, yes. Maybe you can dwell on that a little bit for this half of uh, yeah, the show. Yeah, something we can kick around. Um, doing some listening. It's funny how this happens. Uh, doing some listening to other podcasts and getting ideas and things. And the topic of people that are having bedside, what they believe, spirit visitation to their bed at night. Um, then hearing it on a podcast, subsequent research, um, people that are going through hypnosis, finding that sometimes these things that are coming to your bed that you think are paranormal are actually extraterrestrial. Hang on, John. We're going to be talking about aliens? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> that's, that should be interesting. That's we're, so, um, <laughs> and it's funny that, that I got on to this. Mm-hmm. Because then I was contacted by somebody that SHIP, Strange Happenings, Investigate the Paranormal, have been to. And I helped a little bit on that one too. Um, and then all of a sudden she contacts me and talking about that she's having hooded visitors to her bed. Uh, sleep paralysis, which is also mentioned when these people have regressive hypnosis. Mm-hmm. And they then remember uh, seeing alien faces, uh, felt like they were abducted or had procedures Mm. Now, this is as they wake up and see these figures or they're asleep. So what I had said to Tony was that, um, and and I said, maybe we talk about this today. And then if if people were to Google this after the pod, you'll find there's all kinds of stories about this Mm -hmm. where people swore they had hooded figures beside their bed or spirits or entities or whatever you want to call them, only to then to go through hypnosis because they found marks on their body that they can't explain. some people, have, I've written a story to the U.S. about an implant that was taken a little, and they found a little metal, yes. metallic type thing. And they kept moving on when they trying to get it out. That's right. And that person had vivid dreams that he swore that he had ghosts basically coming to his bed. And so Ship has worked with someone, um, and I'm helping her now. Uh, I don't know how often she reaches out to you, but she, she contacts me we for some help. I haven't heard from her in the last couple months. She's been mainly contacting you. Yeah, so... So here I am, I kind of got onto this topic by accident. Then she contacts me that she has these hooded figures coming to her bed almost nightly. Two short ones and a tall one. And this is the same place where Dan and I both sent Tony at basically the same time or a very similar time what we saw. And that's when Tony thought we were joking because mm-hmm. we both saw aliens. Mm-hmm. And I'm convinced that part of what she, she does have a paranormal problem. There, there's no doubt about it. This lady's a magnet for a lot of things. Um, but I believe she also has potentially alien interests going on there as well. And she said that she's having sleep paralysis. I can't move. Despite how hard I try, she can't, she can't speak. She can't move. And she sees these hooded figures. And then when you find out about people who've gone through hypnosis, through hypnosis, they're able to pull back the hoods. And lo and behold, it's not a spirit. It's not a demon. It's not. It's a alien. So that we, we thought we'd kick that around because uh, it is something that potentially people are having happen, and they think it's a ghost, and it could be a whole other world. So, right, good topic, good topic. Yeah. Okay, um, any alien experiences on your side of things? I'll say you 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 know you're describing yourself as you're talking about the Maria. Right, you know, right, because everything you told me over the years, yeah. right, you know, right. You but know. we were talking about Maria, not me, but now we brought it back to me. Yeah. Um, so here, here, I'll tell my experience, okay. and I, I can't explain it. Um, I was 21 years old. I was in the hospital getting my tonsils taken out. So I uh, just kept putting it off, and I had to get it done. 
And so I had my tonsils taken out and um, I'm in the kitty ward. <laughs> you know, I'm the biggest sure. kid in the ward, but I was actually the biggest baby. Um, and anyway, I went to bed and they kept me in overnight and I woke up with a burning sensation on my leg. And I lifted up my, you know, the gown they put you in. And I had six, like, cookie cutter holes on my leg. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't explain them. And so when the nurse came in, of course, I can barely talk, right? Your tonsils are taken out. And I'm pointing to this. And I wanted to know why they did it. And I was adamant the doctors had done it. And then I had, and people have heard on this, this podcast before, and I never thought of it until... I started researching this aliens coming to your bed, but they're people making people think they're ghosts. Um, I talk about implanted thoughts. And after the nurse left, and she said, she said, honey, wherever that happened, that didn't happen here. She finally figured out that I was trying to, because like, I wanted to know mm-hmm. why they did it. Because I assumed it happened while I was in the operating room. And then I had this thought come to me that made no sense whatsoever, that you were bleeding, and they used that to stop the bleed. And that's, mm-hmm. with tonsil surgery, that's not going to happen. Then another thought came to me, and these are all the same day. And I was really, you got to understand, I was disturbed with this. Because, like, it was, if you picture when you take dough and you roll it out, and then you put a, a circular thing to make a cookie, mm-hmm. that's what it looked like on my leg. And I got sick. I had the scars to this day. Right. And, and I sent you guys a picture, and I had, to, I had to shave the top of my leg so you could see it. I wasn't as hairy when I was 21, but I am now. Um, and there, I have six mind. scars across my, and they're tiny little scars. And then I had a thought that got into my head that um, somehow coming out of anesthetic, I did this to myself. And I remember I did come out of the anesthetic very badly. I had a nurse holding my chest down. Mm. But if you think about it, how could I sleep with my fingernails, scratch six perfect little circles in a row with your finger? It's impossible. You couldn't do it, right? You could tear your skin up, I'm sure, but you couldn't make it look like a cookie Mm. cutter. And so... Then, to take it a little bit further, I have a circular mark on my arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. So when I was having all that trouble with the big John spirit, the first psychic to come along, I said, oh, by the way, before you leave. And so then I have, I still have just a hint of it, a little red mark here. And this one was, it looked like um, ringworm. Mm-hmm. And I'd been to the doctor, and they put, gave me creams, and it wouldn't go away. And it's faded away now, but it faded to a perfect circle. Um, and the doctor did a biopsy and it wasn't ringworm. And the psychic said to me when she looked at that, she says, oh, she says, dear, you've been branded. Hmm. And I said, okay, by who? And then her next words to me were, uh, what do you think about little gray people? Ooh, and she brought up the subject. Yep. She brought it up. Wow. Yep. Hmm. And, and then I, then, but she was leaving. And of course she charged me by the hour and my hour was up and then we're moving on, and I left it, and I never readdressed it again because it creeped the hell out of me. Sure. So it was funny. Then I started looking for ideas to kick around because one of our subscribers said that we'd like a couple of things that kind of spook us, if you will, get us, give us some chills or scares. And so then I started looking, and then I come across this, and then all of a sudden we have a client who's got the same things that are described in all these other podcasts by people that have aggressive hypnosis. And I think that's a big element of what's going on at her place. But, John, this is not the first time, right? You know, I mean, over the years, known you, you are brought up the subject of aliens, right? right? Yep. And you so, mentioned you have seen a number of different uh, aliens. 
Yes. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like they say there's like reptilians, and I've seen things that look like reptilians in my house. Uh, they talk about um, what, what are the the ones that wear blue, Tony? What's the name of those? Oh, Nordics. Nordics. Yeah. Okay. I've seen my daughter has seen something that she described as a Nordic, mm-hmm. um, and I have some strange. And if you Google it. I have it, I still have it, and maybe one time we'll play it on the podcast. I've got it recorded on an app on my phone. Uh, if anybody remembers when you're a kid, they still, and so we're going back, say, the early to mid-70s, those things called clackers, and you used to clack yes. them up and down, yep. and then you'd screw up and you'd beat the hell out of your wrist, that yep. toy. Um, I have the sound that sounds like those, and those are some, I have some nights where I swear to God I never went to sleep. Yet you go to, and but that noise is recorded on my my app on my phone, and there and they uh, say the when I read over the articles over the years, write research onto it. They say that uh, when the portal is being opened, right to another dimension by aliens, right, uh, you hear a, uh, a like a like a clack sound. That's right, right. And, I, and I have that multiple times. Yeah. Hmm. And I also have uh, a bizarre buzzing, and that's described as well. I've heard it on a recorder yeah. when they sound like a zip. Like a, like a, like a, um, yep. somebody with a sleep bag. Zzzzip. Yep, exactly. And, uh, but I honestly believe that this lady is, and when I remember when you guys asked her the questions, because mm-hmm. when the, we knew that that was part of it, and our theater's making noises again, so mm-hmm. maybe we got somebody who's interested here. Um, uh, she, remember how much she said that topic creeps the hell out of her. And you said the same thing. Same thing. We're prepared. And I, and exactly. And so I think that there's an element of that because they're seeing these hooded robe peoples, but when we go there, we can't see them. Yeah. Like, we, I, we can't remote view them. There is some spirit activity in her home. And she did have a really creepy, ugly thing that Dan drew and put That's on the right. Facebook page. It's on the Facebook Check page. it out. And that Dan drew it, and I said, I'm going to send to you in my mind what I saw, and I'm going to tell you right now, Dan nailed it. That, that's mm-hmm. what I saw. I could never make up the features on the face, right. but and he and Dan when you, when you he didn't draw a nose, nostrils, eyes. I couldn't make the, and that's what Dan drew, mm-hmm. and that is from her house, and she picked it up at that psych, psychiatric hospital. Mm-hmm. But she has that, but she also has this alien thing going on. Right now we're yeah. talking about, Grace, Grace. That's right, and so we're talking about tall, thin one, who's kind of like the leader, and two little guys, and. Big Dan has seen the little guys at his house, and I've seen both at mine. Um, so anyway, th- that was just we thought we'd kick that around because there are people right now that think they have spirit activity, ghost activity in their home. This sleep put them around, all together, and but they actually have, but they actually have probably potentially some alien activity. And just to throw it out there. I find it impossible with how big we are learning our universe is that right. we are the only planet with some form of intelligent life on it. Exactly. Yeah. And so. uh, the book that I mentioned to you to read at the time you brought it up was the book by Whitney uh, Schubert, right? It was the book of communion. Yeah. And I, I've, I tried years ago yeah. and I couldn't get through Your it. Your reaction was not the best. I tried to read right. that book not long after I had my tonsils out. Mm-hmm. And I think I got through... The preface and maybe the first chapter, and I put it, and I've never touched it. And it got so creeped out, the book was in my room, and I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I, my poor parents, I lived in their home until I was 26. And I remember that book, 
And I actually threw it out because even the picture on the front cover. And that picture yep. on the front cover, I read an article, like uh, you go to this guy's website, which is Unknown Country, a yep. website by Whitney Schubert. Am I pronouncing it right? Hopefully. Schreiber. 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 Yeah, Schreiber. Thank you. Sorry, Whitney. Uh, onto it, right? When he said, when he put that picture on the cover of the alien face, he got more reaction from the public. Because right. people were saying, oh my Triggered God. Triggered memories. Triggered memories. Right. He was the first person to put out there, right, the picture of an alien like that yep. in, right, in the public, right, to be uh, distributed as a book sales right across uh, the nation. Yep. And he had quite a bit of a reaction to it. Now, he himself, right, has bridged, right, the aliens and the paranormal together, mm -hmm. right? Because when he, he he's mentioned that when he had visitors at his log cabin, the right, his home, log home, mm -hmm. that he had, uh, that uh, whenever he got um, aliens visiting him, the Greys, right, there also would be uh, deceased uh, relatives coming through, right, to talk under. So he had both at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, one instant that he that he written, right, that uh, when he was upstairs, right, uh, dealing with the the Greys. His friends who were sleeping over downstairs on the main floor, right, was were talking to a uh, long lost uh, love friend mm -hmm. who passed away. They were having a conversation with the person, yeah, right, you know, and so. I mean, wow, what are the chances? Yep. I mean, he believes that when the portal is open to another dimension, it's allowing everything to come through, yeah, including uh, aliens. Including a paranormal, yep. and also including those little funny creatures that you see once in a while in your house. Yes, those right? little little SOBs. Which that's which, right. I, which somebody with a very vivid imagination would have a hard time going to sleep at nighttime when yep. thinking about it. That's right. right you know. Yeah, and they're they're just like little energy drainers. That they just drain your energy. They're they're just they're just like they're like leeches. I recommend yep. you go to the website, folks, and right, look that one up. It's is really 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 good. Yeah. Now talk about owls. Yes. What did Maria have for in her house? She, and she, she had a, remember that vivid, so some people who have, they, and this is very common across people that have gone through hypnosis, and they've, okay, we, this is an, an alien issue, they also have memories of owls. And I almost think it's the way they try to block your memory is that, but they remember the eyes, right? And they think it's an owl, but it's actually some form of a great many alien, many right? people have gone under uh, hypnosis right uh, during therapy right and there are specialists out there right who deal specifically in alien abduction yeah. right will sit down uh, right and talk to these people uh billy uh, billy and um oh god the back in the the 50s one of the first recording case rate right, of alien abduction mm -hmm. i had the name at the tip of my mind but um yeah, they went underneath the hypnosis and they uh, right relived the whole event mm -hmm. onto it so it's interesting. And just to bring another note on there, right? I myself, I never mentioned to you guys, when I was a young lad, had three hooded figures appeared out of my closet, right? And stood at the foot of my bed, right? I mean, I remember that uh, distinctly. And I crawled underneath the sheets and came up to the foot of my bed and looked up over the bed railing. And there they were looking at me. And I got that memory yeah. <laughs> in life, yeah. right? Who was visiting yeah. me that night? Three, uh, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I think I think you're right, John, in saying that uh, with this whole universe, I mean, there's just there's got to be other uh, life forms or yep. energies. Uh, I've never been a believer of the flying saucer, though I would believe more on the alien wise that that they come to us in uh, in a spirit form. Yeah. Yeah. And so. then, and you, like Tony says, they open up. And so if you think about it, Maria's having all kinds of problems. Yeah. And so then, so they open up and Dan and I were adamant that there was a portal there. 
Uh, even another fellow that went there was adamant there was a portal there. And yeah, so, so the it's bringing through everything, right? Right. But okay. I, I'm adamant that all these hooded figures that she and her son are seeing are not actually spirits. Right. And they terrify her, too. And they terrify her son. They terrify anybody. Yep. Yeah. And, but I believe that, because like when originally, when I went there, I remember I told you I saw these hooded people. And then when I finally was able to get close enough to them, and then I could see the face, the alien face. But they still had the robe right. still around them. And I think that's kind of, it's almost like, the, it's almost like the, when they leave, they put in your head that you were visited by a ghost, not by an alien. That's, that's what I believe. Right. And because we're more apt to believe that then. That's right. Exactly. That's, that's, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the thing. So now the next step is uh, I'm going to go there and help her work on protection with the spirit side of things. But I would have no idea what you would say or do if you wanted to. St- I don't think you can do anything to stop if they are coming well, to your home. According to a guy named John Emmons, right, uh, who owns a house in uh, Stardust uh, Ranch in Rainbow Valley, Arizona, there is a way to take care of them. Okay, let's hear it. Yeah, you need a samurai sword and you cut off their little heads. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> yeah. This guy, right? He's been uh, he's been on uh, he's been on uh, Ghost Adventures, his place, and uh, he's been on a number of shows. He's stating that he has aliens coming to his place and trying to abduct him. And he is claiming that he had killed 19 aliens with samurai swords. He said, you got to chop off their little heads because they have an antenna built in. And if not, right, they will port right, right, uh, right out of the area. Right? So, you, you know, yeah. sometimes you wonder, okay, again, right, we're asking people to believe our stories, right? And then when you hear something like this, yeah. but again, look at Skinwalker Ranch. Right. Exactly. So, right? I mean, that phenomenon, right? You know, like, wow, right? George Knapp wrote a book on it. And, and the people that were investigating that, they weren't just, like, amateur people like us. Mm-hmm. These were professor, professors, professional, you know what I mean? Like, so some yeah. well-educated, and they all left believing there right. was something that to that. That place was bought property. out by the Bigelow Foundation. That's right. right? He was so interested in it. That's the guy who right now is building rockets competing against NASA. Mm-hmm. Right? He bought right. the foundation, right, to investigate, right? And he yeah. bought in scientists. That's right. Out there, right? He bought in uh, all kinds of equipment, cameras, everything yep. out there, right, to investigate what is going on there. When the owner of the ranch, who, right, who was, uh, right, was a former ranger, tracked, right, a vehicle across the desert on his ATV to go after it. He was so mad, right, things happening right onto it. And he came over a ridge, right, with his rifle scope, he said, right, that he looked down and saw... Right, but here we go, folks. Right, we're running out there. Right, a Bigfoot. Yep. Talking to gray aliens alongside a spaceship. Yep. Now here we go. I'm putting it out there. Right, and this man, right, he's uh, right, he's putting it out there. He's saying that this is what he saw. Right. Do I believe him? I mean, yep. who am I to doubt him? Right? Exactly. This guy yeah. was a former ranger. Right, and uh, right. But that team it. who investigated the place are adamant that, the, and they claim they saw things coming to the ground. They saw things going to cliffs. Like, right. and, and these are like these were. I don't know their exact degrees, but these are like some like scientists. Yeah. They were scientists. And, the and Bigelow so Foundation were, rate is a he's billionaire. He that, bought in. He bought in the best of the best. That's right. Record and you know what? Where's yeah. the data to this? Yeah. But yeah. it was so intrigued by it, right? He yeah. made an offer, right, to to uh, move on. So yeah. right, hey, would you like some f- funding? Mm-hmm. Right for the money to help us out, right? Yeah. And they said, yeah, because they haven't really had any money given funding for it. But yeah. there was a catch. Mm-hmm. All data, right, has to go to his foundation, even today, right? right? 
MUFON, right? They, they get money from the from donations, right? Yeah. Right from there, right? And all of that is going to them, yeah. Right? Wow. And this guy, right? He wants to be out there in space. He wants to right to be out there. Yeah. So I mean, if you got a man's curiosity, okay. Howard Hughes, right, was a little eccentric, right? Sure. He was a multimillionaire at the time, yep. right? You know what I mean, yes, he did go right, want to collect his own urine in, in jars. But <laughs> the guy, <laughs> the guy, right, invested money into things mm-hmm. that most people wouldn't, right? He was curious. He wanted to, right, yep. build yeah. an airplane, the big gray goose. Yeah. Yep. So the Bigelow Foundation, look it up, folks. Yeah. They yep. even talk about. Uh, uh, I, I mentioned before. I mean, uh, I wasn't much into the the whole spaceship idea, but. Um, even seeing these spaceships, if you want to call them that, or, or or like airplanes, whatever they're using, but go into the water, into the oceans, into lakes, yep. and submerged have the underground fly, there. Submerged, yep. uh, right down the, yeah, submerged objects on the water. Yeah. 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 yeah That's I right. Mean, and they see and it leaving them. The and, U.S. Air Force recently released uh, fighter craft video mm-hmm. of them chasing that chiclet Size, not sized, but shaped, or not sorry, a tic tac, and it, yeah. they chased that with what was it F-16s or something, right? Right. And they, the pilot was actually was on a mainstream media, and That's he basic. said, "I what I pursued that day was not of this world." Right. Because when they went after it, uh, it rocketed out in a speed that could not be. Yep. Like a, if it was Russian, the, the speed couldn't be achieved. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And no evidence of propulsion, no, no afterburners, no nothing in the whole bit. So, so there are five, there are five uh, right categories of groups right for uh, unidentified flying objects, right? Uh, close encounters. The first, the, uh, the first one, right, is classified. Uh, see a UFO within 150 meters. It's uh, right within. It's classified as the, as the encounters of the first kind. Okay. Whereas an encounter in the sky or on the ground, leaving evidence such as scorch marks on the ground or evidence uh, behind such as, uh, right, that's the second kind okay. encounters. When encounter of UFO of, of uh, when you see the the occupants of the vehicle, right, is classified as uh, uh, close encounters of the third kind. Remember that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The fourth kind involves the person being taken and inside the alien ray craft. And uh, right, and so we get to a little bit of uh, uh, probing going there, I do believe. What's with that anyway? Mm, yeah. Oh, by the way, folks, uh, Dan made a great cartoon on that one. <laughs> yeah, hillbilly, uh, right? Uh, oh, a- yes. A- uh, alien. It's great. And the fifth kind involves direct communication between aliens and humans. Mm. Right. Gee, do you not have uh, an alien to, right, uh, to speak to you? Uh, right, and basically showed up and you got mad, you told him where to go. Yeah, but there's no communication. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. there's a, but he was trying to communicate with you. Yeah, okay. and yeah, and I was trying to, to shut off the spirit world because I was overwhelmed. Yeah, right. yeah. You're not the first person. Yeah, right. Who has said that they have seen uh, aliens, right onto it, right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah. 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 I have seen scorch marks. Well. Yeah, I've never seen a flying saucer or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, a UFO. Yeah. Um, I, I've certainly seen things in the sky that it's like, okay, I can't identify that, but uh, you know, yeah. could be an airplane, could be a helicopter. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yes, I have seen uh, scorch marks and I've seen pictures of it uh, from my hometown. The story goes back. I went to school with this uh, this guy. His first name was Kevin, and his brother 
his name Brian, and Brian witnessed firsthand of this craft. And it couldn't have been very big, mind you, but land. And it was a weird time. You know, it was 1966, I believe, when I look back on the Internet and, you know, he explains his story. But I can remember it happening at the time, and I was only four years old, five years old. Anyway, in front of this this building that used to uh, bottle Canada Dry Pop, I believe, there was this scorch mark, the perfectly circle. And you're talking about circle in yeah. your arms. And yeah. A perfect circle. And it, it, could, it wasn't that big. This Brian had claimed that he saw it land, he saw it take off, he's, you know. Hmm. And there was a whole bunch of sightings at that particular time. And if you look back to 1966, for some reason, Ontario and the upper northern U.S., there were sightings constantly hmm. through 1966 in this in that general area. And I, I don't really recall. I was very young at the time. I know we went to, to look at this scorch mark, and I... And I I guess I've seen it, but right. I've also seen pictures of it. And so, I mean, I know of it type of thing. Maybe I remember more of the picture than I do the actual seeing mm-hmm. it. But uh, it was definitely there, and it was in front of that building. So. Wow. 1972, mm-hmm. Gander, Newfoundland. That's where I'm from, folks. Right? There was an object up in the sky, around right. a circle. And it, they come on the news, and they were saying, folks, there's something up in the sky. We're not sure what it is. Right? Uh, maybe weather bloom. Now, they do launch weather balloons in there. Yep. I mean, daily, I know, because of the weather thing. But So I went outside and looked up, and I saw this round object up in the sky. And I go, okay, it could be a weather balloon. I'm only a young lad at the time, 13, 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, I live in Gander, Newfoundland. When you're up there looking, right, and all of a sudden, you know that sound of fighter aircrafts taking off. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, they had the voodles in those days, and there's two of them taking off. Right across. And... Right above me, right, they turn around and they went straight up oh, like man. that, right towards the object. I mean, afterburners yep. going, they were going like, it was like, wow. And I've been, I'm ex-military and I see things in my life, right, you know, with fighter airplanes flying over. But watching those two uh, voodoo crafts taking off with the afterburners going after this object, mm-hmm. it was like, wow. Yeah. Weather yeah. balloon? No. No. No, it wasn't weather balloon. Yeah. But, yeah, but... Interesting enough, right, to watch that, right? You know, and that, yep. that sort of piqued my little interest into it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, when we were at my uncle's place, same Willow Witcher uncle, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we, I had brought a friend up, and uh, we were all sitting around the campfire one night, just, you know, and it's totally dark. He had a farm, and it's way back on some rural roads. Yeah. And, you know, we're sitting there having a few drinks and just looking up in the sky, and it's like, I wonder what those two things are. You know, they were just looked like, you know, you would say, okay, well, they're airplanes, but they looked like they were coming right at each other, right? And it's like, I don't know what they are. And my buddy's like, yeah, that's kind of strange. And just as they got close to each other, same thing, straight up, right? And I'm like... Airplanes don't do that. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly. You know, and yeah. yeah. I see the same similar thing in 1998, walking with uh, with my girlfriend at a time in a beach uh, called Gull Lake up in Alberta, mm-hmm. walking along and beautiful summer night, romantic night, and we stopped alongside uh, the, the waters and uh, and she looked at me. She says, "Oh, Tony, look at this!" And right, and looked down and we were surrounded by hundreds of fireflies dancing around us. I mean, I. Uh, last time I see something like that was down in Mississippi, right? Uh-huh. right? But there was hunters just going around. It's like, whoa. 
And all of a sudden she says, what is that light in the sky? We, right, and I looked up, right, and there was a bright star. Yeah. Bright star. I said, I don't know. Then we then I talk about the Murr station, right? They were talking about the time where right, reflecting the sun down onto mm-hmm. the yeah. earth, right? That kind of experiment. I said, maybe that's that. Yeah. And she goes, oh, right. And all of a sudden it went back to being like a star right. size and it went yeah. right across She's the sky. Too. So yeah. I looked at her and I said, me there. I said, that was a UFO. Yeah. And yeah. she looked at me, she says, I want to go home now, <laughs> right? And she didn't hardly speak to me at all going back, right? I mean, something about that scared her. Yeah. I was intrigued. I go, that my there was a UFO. Yeah. Now, what happened between there and then? There was no more fireflies mm-hmm. dancing around us at the time. Yeah. Right? It was almost like a, like a fairy type of atmosphere, right? You know, yeah. onto it. And all of a sudden, it was, it was really weird, right? And yeah. What, did we have an encounter there ourselves? I don't know if I had lost time. Yeah. Right? Did you make a move? And then maybe she wanted to go home? I wasn't that kind of guy. Okay. <laughs> you were a gentleman. Okay, there we go. Thank you. No, never got a chance to get yeah. around to that kind of avenue. Beautiful summer night. But uh, yeah. still, for all, right, it was something like right away, right, that her demeanor just changed. Made her uncomfortable. And let's made her very here. uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? yeah. And the, what I noticed, too, is, you know, you you hear an airplane in the sky. You hear them. This was totally silent, yeah. you know, with these yeah. stars, what I call stars, but, you know, balls of light moving toward each other and then shoot straight up. Never heard a sound. It yeah. just was, you know, and I thought that's yeah. that was just kind of odd. This is, Again, yeah. why is that you, you can react to see something up in the sky, right, mm-hmm. and you're looking at it and saying everybody look up, right, and people still walk by. Mm-hmm. People don't they're totally oblivious, or people don't want to look. Don't That's know. right. They don't want. To, they don't, don't, don't want, want to know. That's right. Don't want to know. Yeah. And people that listen to our podcasts and the ones yeah. that right, listen to other podcasts, they want to know. Right. They want to know, as Mueller says, right, right, what's out there. That's, That's right. right. They, curious. Yeah. They, right. Absolutely. Yeah. You want yeah. to know what's there, right? If we're having visitors on this planet, yeah. I like to know. Yeah. yeah. And and, and I, I think it's a very arrogant belief. That we are the only supreme life in the universe. Like I, I right. you know, here, like you think we're reaching out now. We got satellites going and all these different probes and all these different things. There could be planets, but we don't even know how far the galaxy goes. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, well, the, the way we, just... we research animals, right? Right. It almost makes you feel like that's what they're doing. Yeah. And they may not necessarily be coming here in a craft, but they are able to open yeah. a, a like a portal, almost like a yeah. transporter from Star Trek. Yeah. And boom, next thing you know, they're there. But anyway, this person, so I'm, I've got to go meet with her, and yeah. I don't know if I'm going to bring this up or not, but I'm going to help her with the protection because she still can't see anything. Right. At least deal the, the, the spirit side, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, anyway, it's, um, as everybody's hearing, there's tons and tons of different topics. There's um, mm. Shadow and, people. Shadow people, that's right. There's whole websites devoted to shadow people. Yeah. And I will say, and I said to you guys when we took our break here, um, that like I'm going through a turbulent time. I'm changing mm-hmm. careers. I've had a problem with where I, I'm working. And I'm not happy with it. And I've noticed now the activity of shadow people in my house has spiked. I'm stressed. We've got the the rental property that we're you know figuring what we're going to deal with on there, and so the stress is way up right now. Right. Um, and I've noticing shadow people like this is galore. Right. Shadow people galore. So yes, and they seem to be people who have shadow people. They seem to see them too when they're having turbulent times, right? Um, it's almost, and that's why I still connotate with them that they are negative. There's nothing positive about them because the only time they seem to come around is when things are hitting the fan, right? It just seems to be, mm-hmm. for me anyway, that's just where I 
the, the reading that I take on it. Well, let's face it, right? When you're stressed out, your body's producing uh, epidorphins, right? You know, a right different type of uh, energies out there, right? Who knows? Maybe that's food for them. Yep. And you're easily right. agitated, yeah. so you can your energy is there to be had, right? Right. Exactly. I mean, people say, right? When I, when I say energy, food, right? People may listen to this say, "What are you talking about?" Right. But then again, if you got a leech, right? A leech will attach to your body, and it will suck blood from you, right? Because yeah. it needs nutrition, right? We're we're basically walking batteries, right? Yep, if you yep. break us down chemistry, right? We're we're basically batteries yep. onto it, right? And why not, right? You know what I mean? Uh, right, something to attach to yourself, right? To, to a human, right? And mm -hmm. right to get feed. So if you're stressed out, right, you're probably yep. giving up producing more energy. Yep, and there you go. You know, there's the there's I the mean, buffet. I'm just putting it out there. I, I don't know. I don't know all the answers. Yeah, and we will never will, but yeah. but yeah. we're curious. Yeah. Okay, we're going to leave it at that, and uh, I thank you, Tony, for uh, doing some filling. Just want to do a little shout-out uh, to uh, my grandkids out there, uh, right? Uh, to Tegan, Liam, uh, Dylan, and uh, Aiden, and Logan, right? And I got a whole list there, right? Like the Santa Claus with the reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> about out there, but uh, this one, but there, they were listening to a podcast off me, and uh, they're the last one time I was on, and uh, all they were worried about, right? The, the young lad says, uh, Liam says, uh, but uh, Grandpa didn't give a shout-out to us. <laughs> so, so there you go. Here's a shout-out. Yeah. So and, so, and everybody knows that um, SHIP is connected to the podcast because mm -hmm. Danny and Dan are investigators. And I'm kind of like a quasi-member of the group. I'm not like officially voted in. But I go with you guys on things, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And because when we go to the, the pub, I always make sure I buy my round and that kind of thing too, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're part uh, of the team, dear John. Right. So, so that's why ship is sinker. mentioned so often with the podcast. Yeah, and uh, keep the Facebook comments coming. We Any appreciate comments? them. Yeah. yeah. Check yep. us out on Facebook, folks. Right. Uh, strange happenings. Look at us on Facebooks. And if you have any uh, investigations, right, please contact uh, their group through uh, this podcast. Right, uh, right, Phantom Faction. We'd love to um, find out what uh, makes you uh, jump at night. <laughs> right. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Phantom Faction Podcast, a podcast to educate, entertain, assist, and guide anyone involved or interested in the paranormal. To reach out to Phantom Faction, see our Facebook page or email us directly at phantomfaction at outlook.com.